Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Before we start the show, a word from our sponsor. Lyndon, we got sponsors. Hell yeah, we do. Well, I guess we gotta thank Dash Mortgage and You First Realty. Who are those guys? They're your full service mortgage and real estate brokerage. Who is behind that? Our good friend, Dan Horgan. Dan Horgan? Yeah, he not only rips out in the water, but he's an experienced loan professional. Hmm, so what does he do? He helps out in conventional FHA, VA, refi, or jumbo loan products. So Dan has the lenders to make it happen. Yes, and he'll give you the best service in the industry. Nice, Dash Mortgage with no bogus fees or points? That's right, just give Dan five minutes of your time to hear what he can do for you. So who does all the real estate then? That would be me. What? Well, Dan has his license too, but I work under Dan. Okay. Yeah. But so you're a real estate agent too? You know this. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I helped you get your house. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to buy, sell your home, or looking for an investment property, give me a call. So not only a Ruka rep, you're an experienced realtor? Yeah, I didn't quit my day job, London. I still, I still work for Ruka. <laughs> okay. I do real estate on the weekends. Yeah, I've been offering great incentive programs for all my friends and family to keep more equity in their pocket. I guess I'm not a friends or family because I never heard about this. <laughs> but all you on the Late Night and Chalky podcast, Saul, call our office, 714-784-5736 and mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Nice. Anything else we know need to know about Dash Mortgage? Um, just our California Realtor BRE number, 01993245. Okay, let's stop talking about real estate and mortgages. Let's talk about what really matters and what is that? Surf trips. And where do we like to go? Off my mind, Nicaragua. And where do we stay in Nicaragua? The one and only Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. An in- exclusive, inclusive, all-inclusive... Boutique boutique hotel on the beach, waves out front, ponga drops, waves down the beach, Colorado's where I saw Late Night Lar get shactified. Oh, insane in the membrane down there. Tons of barrels, but better yet, it's not just the surf that's insane down there. It's just this compound that they have. Killer poolside, killer food top-of-the-line chefs, you name it. It's in a safe, gated community. community. Uh, they'll pick you up at the airport. They'll drop you off at the, uh, at the house. Um, there's ping-pong table. There's horseback multi- riding. There's horseback riding. Yeah. There's world-class fishing. Golfing. There's golfing. Um, the scenic. I mean, it's it's the best. You could get a massage after surfing for four hours in the morning. Yeah. So it's great for people that are traveling by themselves. It's a great place to bring your family. It's a great place to have a retreat. It's a great place to have, you know what I'm saying? 
bachelor parties. You know what I'm saying? I think we've been there for all of the above. We might have. So go to Mark and Dave's website and mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast, and you're gonna get 200 bucks off a selected uh, off selected weeks for the rest of 2019. Oh, sign me up! This is insane. Mark and Dave's brothers and sisters. Friends and family, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yes, we're here with Mark Wally Richards and his son Brandon Richards with the infamous, famous Val Surf. Welcome, Val, guys. Val Surf uh, is one of the most iconic surf shops ever to be created on the face of planet Earth. 55 years strong. Right, fifty-five yeah. years. Well, Val Surf strong. completed fifty-five, so we're in our fifty-six. Is the turn the corner of fifty-six? <laughs> fifty-six. How, how's that possible when you're like fifty-two? Oh gosh, <laughs> gosh. flattery will get you everywhere, Jay. Sure. So, before we start, congratulations on winning the uh, what was the award called? Well, it's the Skateboarding Hall of Fame, International Skateboarding Hall of Fame. Amazing. Yeah, Hats off to you. 10th year of it, and we got into it for a variety of reasons, but number one would be the fact that we're the very first skateboard shop in the world. Very first skate yeah. shop in the world, yeah. people. Yeah, we had to pioneer it, so which wasn't easy from the beginning as far as securing the the skates and the wheels and all that and putting the board and making the boards in the back room and assembling them in the back room, but yeah. it all paid off ultimately in the long run, that's for sure. That's many awards that you guys received yeah, over the been, years for sure we've been but, good we, skateboarding's been good to us but we've been in turn have been really you know good back to skateboarding yeah, yeah. so before we get into the the surf shop and skate shop uh, side of things let's start at the beginning um wally how old were you and where were you when you started surfing when i started surfing i was 14. i had a really good friend uh, right down the street that grew up with his family moved to Hawaii for about two or three years for a business move and so when John came back he said you know I picked up surfing in Hawaii let's you know, let's let's go I'll, yeah. t- I'll show you the ropes and so we went down and so your friends here in in the neighborhood you lived at did they even know what surfing was just, or just my one buddy because of his introduction to the sport over in Hawaii, Hawaii wow. it was just starting out here yeah. back in the uh, you know in the late 50s you know, there wasn't a lot of awareness to it, but uh, he opened my eyes to it, and we went down. I was at, it was Topanga was my first my first wave, wow. which I got destroyed on. I remember too, taking off and just getting annihilated, but I stuck with it. Nice. And so then we, I continued continued with it. My dad at the time was not employed. He was a record producer up to that point. Kind of got squeezed out of the business. It was kind of an ugly business back then. He was hmm. a little too honest for it. So. Fortunately for me, he was around to schlep me back and forth to the beach because obviously at 14 I wasn't driving. Yeah. So after a year or two of doing that, it was only about a year of driving to the beach for obviously surfing, but for anything associated with surfing, the equipment and this and that. Uh, one day I remember when he came, we came back, he came in the room, we started talking about this and that, and I just said, this is crazy. All my friends are now introduced to it. They've, they've got the surf bug as as have I now for a year or so. We said, let's open a surf shop in the valley. Wow. So that's, we both, I remember chuckling. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Chuckled about it, and he left the room and he came back in and he goes, we should talk about this, because he was looking for something to do as well. Right. So within a year of you surfing, yeah. that's when the conceptual idea for opening up a shop in the valley. Yeah, because when we opened, I was 15. Wow. In 62, I was 15. So you, you grew up just mainly surfing like Topanga, like Ma Topanga Malibu, like that, that kind of stretch yeah, of beach. That, right, yeah. That's after, a pretty good place that to learn. After introduction to Topanga, it was everything from the South Bay up to County Line. I mean, a little bit up in yeah. Ventura, but yeah. it was mainly that, that you, window. What right was there. your first board? My first board... We borrowed boards for a while, but my first board purchase was a Jacobs. Wow, and, half yeah. Jacobs. Oh yeah, half Jacobs, yeah. four two two Pacific Coast Highway. Nice. <laughs> That's in, <laughs> ingrained oh, yeah. in the head right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, four two two Pacific Coast <laughs> Highway. Yeah, exactly. Now was that in the South Bay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you know, it's just past Pier Avenue on, on Coast Highway. Yeah. Um, when we interviewed Hobie, they were telling us how how. Um, the surfboard industry kind of started, board building kind of started in the South Bay area, is what they said. A little bit. The Dana Point Mafia would challenge you on that. <laughs> well, in fact, that's, I, I don't know if you heard their whole story when Greg Knoll opened his big factory in the South Bay, because he had this the little shop up on the Coast Highway, and then he made this massive, for, for, the, for that time yeah. it was unheard of that he would open this factory in the yeah. South Bay and he invited the Hobies and the Gordon and Smiths and everything and, and they showed up as the Dana Point Mafia. Oh, yeah. wow. They were all dressed like and everything because they were carrying that you know that name around for so long so it was, it was a pretty classic party even though I didn't didn't get to attend it the pictures of it are just, yeah. a, just a riot. Well back then those areas were literally like a, a world of away from each other you know yeah. back then yeah. you know and they weren't you know commuting up and down the coast surfing you kind of got your yeah. board from wherever and then you stayed in your your well, zone and that brings going back to opening the opening the shop when my dad and i talked about it and then the, the brothers came into it they both the, the, the older brothers both had something going they were both have jobs in other areas but in opening the store they got involved with it and then they went back to their jobs but now, was we, there other stores um, before yours that you guys kind of went okay well those guys are doing it over there you know this is what they're not, doing not inland yeah no it was pretty much all I mean I can't speak for both coast and everything but it, there was really nothing inland of the, it was all focused at the beach right which brought us to the whole concept you know as well as everything else is that why 
does a surf shop have to be at the beach? Right. Yeah. Not everyone that surfs lives, lives. at the beach. Yeah. yeah. So it just made sense to us. So, but going to the, the, going back to what I was just talking about with the Dana Point, we felt that we needed to really make us more legitimate. We needed a big name surfboard surfboard in the store and so we went up and down the coast literally from Santa Barbara Yater yeah all the way through the South Bay Malibu because back then the surfboard manufacturers just had their one outlet that was it if yeah. you wanted a, a Yater you had to go to Yater store yeah, up right. at the beach house you know you uh, you wanted a, a Maury Pope you had to go to Ventura I mean it was it was all the way down the Webers the Jacobs the Bings the Greg Knowles all the way down to Hobie. So we got down to Hobie, Indiana Point, and then we talked about it, and we go, that's that's when we should, it's far enough away, South Bay was too close, let's go after the Hobie brand. Okay. And so we approached Hobie, and he didn't understand it. Yeah. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, a distributor or, so, or, or wholesale. So did you already come up with the name Valsurf, or? It was at or about the same time that we approached Hobie. Okay. Uh, we came up with that, but I mean, get, get, we really had to talk Hobie into it. He goes, no, if someone wants a Hobie, I don't care where they live, they're going to drive to Dana Point. Yeah. And wow. we're going, no, not necessarily. Yeah. You, know, you might be losing an audience out there, and this could open up distribution. As we all know with Hobie, it, you know, it's, it really sent him off into distribution with his kayaks and, right, right. and his uh, catamaran. So you were introducing else. a new idea of distribution of a way to sell a brand mm -hmm. through somebody else's channel yeah 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 it was and it was it gives us tough it was like two or three trips down there and he kept saying no and so and you chose that one because it was the furthest point furthest one very credible name obviously Hobie. Yeah. i mean it was a sought after name but far enough away you know an hour, over an hour drive hour and a half drive back in those days yeah so it was just just Putting that all together, that was our focus. Did you see Hobie boards like at your local spots? Not a lot. Not a lot. No, but down you knew here, they were good talking boards. Talking to South Bay, Malibu, yeah. you would see those boards: the Webers, the Jacobs, the Cons, the Sweets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know the ones that are right there feeding yeah. into it. So that was another reason why we didn't want to go after those brands. It really came down to Yater or Hobie. Yeah, far enough away, maybe yeah. a little Gordon and Smith interest, but that was San Diego. We didn't want. To, we didn't feel like going all the way down there. So you started with those two boards. No, Gator and just no, Hobie. Hobie, just Hobie, Hobie yeah. only. And again, okay. I, kind of getting sidetracked here, but I, Hobie was saying no. He kept saying no. And then we went over to the John Severson Surfer Magazine because we wanted to sell the magazine. And fortunately, John took a real liking to us. Hmm. And he was very close, being right around the corner from Hobie and Dana Point, you know, Surfer Magazine, Surfer Publications. And so uh, he got Hobie on the side. We didn't even know. We didn't put him up to yeah. it. And he goes, why are you saying no to these guys? Why don't you give them a chance? It might open up a whole new window for you. Yeah, for and sure. He convinced Hobie to sell us his board. That's incredible. Yeah. What a great backstory on that. Yeah. And actually, at the time, though, he was Bob Olson, Ole Surfboards, Seal Beach, was also a school teacher. And he went back to teaching school at the time. At that time, Hobie was making the board for him just to keep his Ole logo alive mm. and so he said okay we'll test it out i'll give you the Oli name which is but it is a hobie board yeah there's nothing to it we're just slapping an Oli, and so we did that and then we ended up i think our first year Oli's were only sold seal beach 
Mickey Munoz, Corky Carroll ran the store. And we ended up selling more oldies than they did. And that's when Hobie was, okay, you guys are legitimate. And then he says, now you can have the yeah. Hobie name as well. So did, did you interact with Hobie Alter yourself? or? Yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could probably talk all, along, all day long on Hobie. But when Hobie drove the first boards up to us that day for our opening, you know, the day or two before we opened yeah. the door, he came walking in. And first thing he saw were the skateboards that we had in the yeah. case and that's I remember his look on look on his face he goes I know it I knew it I should never have done this thing this is a toy store and he turned around and he almost walked out and you're drove kidding me <laughs> but wasn't he in the big big into skateboarding I'm getting to that. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah this was he had no concept we were skating up here everyone yeah. all the surfers were skating you know when there's yeah. no waves you'd take out your board and we'd go over in the palisades the valley all the toilet bowls all over the place all the drainage ditches and go skating Wow. So we introduced him to it, and you know he just said, "Oh gosh, I'll, I'll leave the boards, but I can't believe I'm doing this." Well, so it, he never picked up a skateboard yet. No, he didn't. But it was you introduced skateboarding <laughs> to Hobie Alter. Yes, yeah, that's freaking amazing. Yeah, I was just gonna say, that's so it, cool. It was about a year late, not quite a year later. He, he, I remember picking up the phone. And he goes, "Mark, I'm, I'm coming up with another load of boards to you next week, and I'm, but I want to sit down and talk about the skateboarding deal." Yeah. And that's when we sat down and we uh, can we just talk. backtrack a little bit mm -hmm. um, before you opened up the store. You, you your dad was taking surfing to mm -hmm. Panga up and down the beach, you know. And but during that time, it was early '60s, right? Or was it late '50s? Well, we opened in '62, okay. so my dad was we opened before we opened Val Surf, which left me in '59 and primarily '60 and '61. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and surfing at that time, um, I'm thinking about like the the stupid like the Gidget movie and Beach um, Boys were that a little yeah later. Beach Boys Beach Boys yeah so surfing the surfing surf like lifestyle was hot was, Hollywood was, was taking just, it on it was just starting it was just yeah, starting started. okay that was another reason for the the incentive to be about opening up a, a surf shop at the right, time just, right right. The writing was on the wall. Yeah, you, you just knew, and all of us being surfers, you yeah. know, you get bit by the bug, and once you, you know, so you know, once you surf, that's it. You're 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 set for life. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> everyone we talk to. That's you know, your mm -hmm. first wave. You know, you're you're mm -hmm. just hooked, right, mm -hmm. for life. Oh yeah. But um, going back to that day now, when your dad was, you were at your house, and you're like, okay. Was it your dad that said we maybe we should open up a shop? No, I said it to him. You said it to him. I okay. said it to him, and I'm in my bedroom that would be, and came walking back in, and then we talked a little bit more extensively, and again, yeah. that's when we got the brothers involved, and that's when we started doing our research. Where was that lo first location at? The first location when we opened our doors was right around the corner from here. Wow. Uh, you know, because we're in the corner of Riverside and Whitsett. We're our third location at the same intersection, but that, that little store... Uh, faces Riverside Drive, faces yeah. the freeway right there, okay. the, the 101. So it was your idea, mm -hmm. <laughs> and your dad was like, yeah, I mean, Let's we, give it we a need shot. to figure something out here, you yeah. know? like, yeah. Yeah. Well, he saw the potential because he, he's taking you to the beach all yeah. the time, yeah. and he saw how many people were participating it's, in the sport. Exactly. And I was just going to cover that, yeah, because yeah, he never surfed. 
But yeah, he was aware of it just yeah. because I'm schlepping me to the beach. Yeah. And then he'd usually, sometimes they'd just drop me off at the beach with a buddy. And then he'd be, okay, I'll be back in four or five hours, whatever. But usually he'd hang there too. So yeah. he was, he had the, he was getting the whole concept as well. Yeah. Was it, what, you know, if you're buying boards from Hobie, you know, obviously he had his price set down there and you had to make some sort of, you know, margin on that was was that difficult to you ready for this yeah well, again this is part of getting through to hobie he didn't even understand what wholesale was yeah you know or a commission or you know consignment whatever the case may be yeah boards back then sold for a 100 bucks and uh -huh. so we get ten dollars off we wow. bought them, we bought them for 90. wow he did he did deliver them for free but that was yeah. it that was our margin yeah we got a price list around here in back of brandon right there there's a price list yeah so wow okay that's cool so you 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 secured hobie right mm -hmm. um you had skateboards right yeah they were but yeah they were handmade skateboards i made them in wood shop i made them in the back parking lot whatever. so wait you made them you yeah, made the skateboards yeah we'd, yeah we'd glue them together just give them a little bit of a stringer arrangement but they were rectangular that was it yeah and then we we like a two by four yeah and then we had we approached this chicago skate company yeah. <laughs> like skates yeah well this the, the only skates we up to that point to to get away from the steel wheels and everything we wanted the composition fomac wheels yeah. and they were made by chicago chicago skate companies for roller skates boot skates and so they we would buy them at a roller rink like Santa Monica Pier, and just rip off the boot, obviously cut them in half, and then drill holes through them and just so wood screw them in the bottom. DIY. I, was, I yeah, love this. This is insane. This so, is so cool. So you and your friends saw the potential of, like, selling, making skateboards and, like... We, we identified <laughs> with, we identified with the crossover. We didn't invent skateboarding, right? But we were the first legitimate skateboard shop because we approached Chicago Skates when right. we came up with the concept for Valserve. We said, okay, let's Chicago. They were in Chicago. It was phone calls and and letter writing and this and that to convince them that we only wanted to buy the wheels, the, the wheels and the trucks yeah. and the base plates. We don't have any interest in their boots. And right. they, just like Hobie, didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. And it was a challenge. We had to, you know, finally talk them into it. They were almost offended by it that we didn't want their <laughs> boots and we wanted we said we want you to cut your base plate. What in the hell half. is a sidewalk yeah. surfing yeah. shit? Son? Yeah. <laughs> and the drill holes in it for our wood screws. I mean why through. why oh my they're gosh. gonna make the money. They're gonna make the same amount of mar you know product yeah. and yeah, but they didn't know us from Adam, you know. Yeah. So you know they're going, who are these guys? Obviously everything was C O D and everything, but at least we got the product, you know. So who came up with the name Valsurf? My dad came up with the name. I can't give him complete credit for Val because there were other businesses in the valley at that time. Yeah. Val, whatever it was, Val Plumbing, Pharmacy, Val, yeah, Val Plumbing, Plumbing yeah. Val Car Wash. There were a few around, so he just came up with that. You know, okay. I said, "Okay, let's let's run with that." You know, okay. so we got so, Master Nate in the house. Yeah, is that yeah. Nate Dog? All right. So we uh, so we we launched it with that name. That's so, incredible. Yeah. So. You're like, you open up shop, you're only selling, I mean, back then, what were you selling? 
outside of surfboards and skateboards? Okay, really good question. Okay, uh, hear that, Jay? Yeah. Whoa, I was a part two of that. <laughs> yeah. I was a follow up. Yeah, I was a two part there question. And there's two of us. Let's go. Yeah, he's prompting me. Yeah, over here. This yeah. Is you perfect. set him up, I knock him down. So <laughs> one two, one two. Damn, what a team we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, okay, we had uh, all the repair materials for surfboards. You know, the resin and fiberglass and all that to do. I mean, it wasn't a, a nice little repair kit. It was just yeah. a quart of resin, and we had a Cut big roll of yeah, spool. Yeah, big roll of cloth. So we had that. We had a case, if you're ready for this, of Hirachi sandals. Hirachi. Wow. Going down to Mexico, picking them up. No, and then... we didn't. We got them at Alvera Street first. Oh, yeah. nice. We actually found someone that would sell us, you know, with a, at a discount, a, a retail operation that had his little warehouse there. So we, was we that like a fashionable those. thing? It was. Okay. And the Hirachi sandals, you know, leather with the that's tire, the Beach Boys with song, the tire right? tread oh, on the bottom. Yeah. We all, that's the first thing, that and oh, a poncho yeah. the first thing I got yeah. when I was a kid when <laughs> yeah. I went to Mexico. Outside did of fireworks and all the other nonsense. Did you get the po- Senor Lopez or Senor whatever no, they're called? Those, yeah, that was that after? That, yeah, that was after. That's the 60s, feel, huh? We weren't wearing those back then. Okay. It was shortly thereafter. Okay. Uh, you guys didn't wear a lot of things. After that, we had all the Surfer Wetsuits. Magazine products, which was, you know, all the murals and magazines and stickers mm. and all that. Uh, car racks. There was, not, there was not a car rack specifically made for uh, surfboards. surfboards at that time. It was a brand called Quick and Easy, which is kind of a luggage rack. Okay. We, uh, then we had, uh, we had T-shirts that we printed up with our name on it. Uh, board, the, there was board... Sh- Board shorts back then, there weren't any. We opened up with Laguna, which is basically just a trunk. Yeah, uh, like a swimsuit company. Swimsuit company. Yeah. Uh, and then the classic is that we, with wetsuits, there, was, there wasn't even really, the, O'Neill was up in Santa Cruz doing their thing, but they yeah. hadn't really set up their whole distribution as, as best as I can remember. So we opened up with, in wetsuits, United Divers was the brand, and yeah. it was only a long sleeve beaver tail jacket. Wow, that's all. That was the only product. That, that's all. That's the only suit that we sold when we opened. Then, from then, right after that, the short John came in. What a funky and, design that thing was, yeah. right? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, like <laughs> really like weird. <laughs> Coming back, Jay. Is it? Oh, yeah. I see you wear them all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, long John's. You always are... button that. The two buttons in the bottom. I always see you with your shorts hanging hey, out the side. Well, that was a I embrace the long John for sure. That was a weird thing about it because it was those things, those two metal buttons that came out that you'd have to twist. So when you're laying on your board, those things are sticking right into the board. It yeah. made no sense at all. So, so that's and we and we had a full case. If you're ready for this, and I've used this line before many times out here, but the only product that we still carry today that we carried all the way through all these 55 years were St. Christopher's. Oh, shit. Really? Wow. We had a full display case. Six really? They've been around We were all yeah. wearing them. We were wearing them in the, in the early 60s. That yeah. is a trip. With, with a yeah. leather, leather so, cord? Or, no, it no? Was, it was, no, they weren't leather. It was, it was a And why cord. was that? Why? Just, the, Just the look? The, the look, yeah. you know, it's a popular the guardian, thing. you know, the same. And then the Puka, overlooking Puka shell necklaces kind of came in and out. Yeah, I never wore any of that. <laughs> oh, hey, Brandon. <laughs> but we, we, hey, Jay, how are you? <laughs> we carried them consistently all these years. I, was, I thought you were going to say sex wax. Yeah, uh, me too. Oh, gosh, no. No. No, it, back, <laughs> there was no, the, back then wax. there was no wax research or sex wax Dude. either. It was p- regular paraffin 
candle wax. Yeah. And Would we, you do a candle and light it and no, like well, melt you it? No, we we sold the boxes of parallax, and then to really get a good buildup on the board, you used elbow grease to yeah. do it, but we used it too lazy, so we would melt it and then brush it on. Yeah, and then, it. and then yeah. after that, once you had the <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, we're what, talking dark ages here, man, people. Yeah. What happened, huh? Yeah. Hey, I'm old, you know. Yeah. So, so 1962, you opened the doors to Val Surf mm-hmm. in the valley, right around the block from here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when did you open it? What time of year? Summer, winter? It was, it was actually very odd because we opened October 6th. October 6th, yeah. You know, okay. After the summer. It's yeah. just one of those things that because of when we came up with a concept and then one thing led to another and looking at a couple locations, <laughs> uh, we missed the summer, basically. We knew that going in. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was slow. Yeah. For that winter, it was very slow. We're, we're, you know, and, so and Hobie drove up like two days before the opening? Yeah. Did you yeah. have a grand opening? Like oh, yeah. a big party yeah, for we, it and well, all that? Yeah, it, back in those, di- relatively speaking, it was a big party. Yeah. But yeah, we had a little grand opening. Did you too. guys have to like sign like a year lease? Like, did you have to like front a bunch of money to well, like. What was the lease there? It was probably a, back in those days a two year lease. Two years? My dad handled that. You know, yeah, my, that dad, side. my dad worked the store. Yeah. Even, the, even though he was not a surfer and didn't have that background, he could, he was a good talker and a big. Great salesman, so yeah. so he could handle it. And it was a one it was a one man operation too. It was a twelve hundred square foot store. Yeah, so that's pretty decent size for you know. Yeah, it was yeah it was twenty yeah twenty twenty by sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. amazing. Mm-hmm. So, go, mm-hmm. did you ask? Something? I was just gonna say like I mean how relevant stickers were back in the day. Where all the brands like Hobie making would, would he mm-hmm. drop off like boards with stick like. How did that come about too? No, back in those days, the surfboard manufacturers only, in addition, to, of course, surfboards, yeah. t-shirts and stickers, and that was it. Yeah, you know, they uh, they didn't have their own line of board shorts and this and that, so that was so it. So how, we had a case of stickers, of course, yeah. you know, which I always, you know, I'm the sticker king. How many <laughs> days did it take for you to sell your sur- first surfboard? Oh, we sold the first surfboard. In, in the first week nice yeah. okay oh there was a there was a you know so the demand for it okay yeah. and, and so the response the, the the grand opening day couple hundred people was it like probably not that many in the course of the day came through probably about a you know 100 maybe a little over but a couple hundred to be realistic yeah and, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, and it was mostly, you know, family Fri- and friends. friends. Yeah. Even though we had the sign up in the window, all, we had this the, the front window all whited out and, you know, Val Surf coming soon and everything. So we had a lot of advertising. Yeah. And being right where we are on Riverside and with the freeway, too, there was a lot of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. So that first day, were you like, oh, shit, this is going to work? Or were you like, oh, shit, this might not work? Like what was Somewhere that? in between on that one. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. we, I mean, we didn't kill it by any means, yeah. but uh, I think I want to. <laughs> I want to say when we tallied that at the end of the day, it was like 150 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. we didn't sell any big tickets back then. It was just a, a little, lot of this, little, little that. Yeah, because you know. you're in October. I mean, no one really needs anything for yeah. the beach in October. So still no, the same today. Again, we didn't have the wet. We, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have the wetsuits. Yeah, carry you didn't have wetsuits. We just had a few jackets, and that was about it. Yeah, you had some skateboards, some surfboards, some mm-hmm. t-shirts, some stickers, some wax. I mean, mm-hmm. what what are you gonna sell in October, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So exactly. you said within a week you sold your your first surfboard. I'd say it was within a week or two. Who yeah. sold it? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I, I did. Yeah? I would have been the one, yeah. So how was that experience? Do you remember, like, going, Dude, guy it, walks in, yeah. you're like, damn, I'm going to sell this guy a surfboard. You know, I don't, they, they, they were, <laughs> there were so many then right after that that it, it, the idea, Flashing back to that very first sale of the board, I really can't come up with the, come up with the details. Yeah. to be very honest with yeah. you, I can make up a story, but it wouldn't be yeah. spot on. Well, uh, but, but I, I mean, but I know it was a thrill. Yeah, ago, we sold a board. We made, we made ten well, bucks. Yeah, you know I mean? and your dad was probably like, "Dude, I think we're, we're on our way." But, yeah, but a hundred bucks was a lot of money. That's a lot of money, you know, back yeah. then. And I bet people came and did a lot of window shopping. I bet you saw a lot of guys coming in, checking in. Well, mm-hmm. I got to wait, save money. I got to wait, and, you know, come oh, yeah. next paycheck. And yeah, yeah. And I'm that, sure you knew well, we hearing a, that you would be and, like, and we had cool. a crew. I, I was active at that point. I was actively surfing a lot. So I was already starting to get, we some, can call them in. Yeah. Yeah. Duffy's Sorry. calling in, starting to get some friends at the beach and yeah. everything. So they were aware of it. And so they I mean, showed up that you day know, I, or shortly thereafter. I, I think for me, that would have been the most important day of, of of Val Surf, right? Or the first important day of Val Surf of like solidifying the validity of like, hey, we opened up a surf shop to sell surfboards, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you boom, you know, a couple of days later, you sell a surfboard, right? You, it's like a breath of a sigh of a relief, right? You're mm-hmm. like, whoa. Oh, yeah. We, it, it made us legit. That's yeah, for sure. we, yeah. We, we wanted to sell surfboards. We opened up a surf shop. We sold a surfboard. Like, mm-hmm. ding, what, ding, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, was the skateboards, like, were you turning skateboards more than surfboards at that time because of the, the price point? A few more skateboards than surfboards. Yeah. How much were how much were skateboards? Oh gosh, twenty five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That bit, and that's and that's before again. That's the rectangular wood boards that right. I was putting together and right. and resining the top. It yeah. wasn't we didn't we didn't have grip tape. Did you wax those things? We waxed them, and we finally d- just discovered you know putting the silica sand in the resin mm-hmm. to yeah. give it the grip. The polyurethane yeah, like before the sand grip in it. tape came into play. Yeah. 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 But they would look really nice with the resin on them, but you, know, you stood on them, they're slippery as can be. You know, yeah, I did that crazy. with my skimboards when I made them when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and then I realized yeah. it's shop class. And just do wax. But that's what, <laughs> getting back, but it, to finish the, the idea behind that, when Hobie did call and say, I want to come up and talk about the skateboard, deal, yeah. that's when we sat down and that's when we designed that. And, okay. And, and so that was it. And then Hobie took it and put his sticker on it. We put our sticker on it. And then Your he, first collaboration? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, we, we, and that was actually made for us by a furniture manufacturer in the Los Angeles area that Hobie actually found them. And they put it together with the laminates and everything. And we came out with a you know, surfboard shape. Yeah. And then he took it to big heights and, and we took it. And actually, that's what really pushed us into doing the mail order. Oh. You know, we we had the mail order concept, and I think we ran ran a couple of ads before that that skateboard with just T-shirts and what have you. But I mean, your but, your mail order is world famous. Yeah, but that's the one that really launched us when we had that to sell. Did in, you bring a, a prototype to the furniture manufacturer, or yeah. did you? We just you kinda, just kind of gave them what you were Hobie and I just drew it out. Yeah, and then they, being the woodworkers that they were, then they started coming up with prototypes, and we go, yeah. That's it. That's the one with the different stringer arrangement and the nose and the tail shape and all that. So, what yeah. year was that? Like, that would have been uh, 
well, we opened in 62. It was for sure like six months or late. It was, it was probably late 63. Wow. So and that quick. quick. Everything yeah. happened really quick. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, Hobie eventually, even though he was completely unaware yeah. when he first drove up, it's he started to see it, I'm sure, down at Dana Point. Everyone's skating, you know, when there's no surf here and yeah. there. And so he goes, we, we got something. And he knew that we had the connection with Chicago Skate Company. We've been doing it longer than anyone he knew down there. Yeah. So that's why he wanted to come up and, and talk about it in depth. Well, so. they they seem to really grasp that kind of distribution concept because they ended up opening quite a few stores pretty quick, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was my point, too. Hobie <laughs> opening different stores and Hobie distribution. You know, yeah. I, can, I can sell my catamarans here and there. And yeah. My gliders and of course clothing line he got into and on and on and on i mean i mean he became quite the you know the empire the hobie empire yeah. in itself so Brandon, yeah Brandon, Brandon, how many times have you heard these stories oh uh, lots yeah. <laughs> really yeah yeah lots stay of stay awake Brandon. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get to you in a my second my story is not like his no. i should just leave not <laughs> even not so even. so you you started bringing up the uh, the mail order and and you pretty much were the first to market that kind of oh yeah no distribution yeah right? no oh yeah we can we can definitely lay claim to that yeah no no one's gonna challenge challenge us on that because I I remember being a kid and, and opening up surfer magazines and looking in the back and seeing oh yeah the yeah. Val Surf mail order oh at the at the Hall of Fame Awards you know a few weeks ago I mean I just heard about it over and over again all night long. Yeah. You know, for the executive director, he said that was his, you know, when you pick up Skateboarder Magazine, he said, your ad was the go-to ad, yeah. first thing. Yeah. You know, to see what, and then it, then it went to, I mean, it went to two pages, at one point it was three pages. So crazy. Three, three color pages because of the skateboard Action, skateboards. And, and then, then the, the, the catalog or well, the line sheet. The, the t-shirts, you know. Yeah. We got into the t-shirts of all the different logos, the trackers and, you know, the, the Bennett's and... But what have you back who then. came up with that idea uh the t-shirts but that was just the just the mail order thing yeah oh the mail order you know i gotta give dad credit for that you know he just yeah. uh just had the concept he didn't really know where to go with it and yeah. what to focus on but you know, maybe it's kind should. of incredible and ingenious you know to think back mm -hmm. and and go you know like to open up a store in the valley right mm -hmm. and then to learn a bunch of new tricks, right? In retail and, and whatever. Oh, yeah. Like we were self-taught, no of course. No internet. <laughs> yeah. No. Like in my mind, mail order is the original internet. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? For sure. Mm -hmm. Like how how crazy is that? Mm -hmm. That back then, I'm sure it was pretty lucrative business, right? I mean. Yeah, it was, but it was, it was pretty crude though too. Yeah. There was no, you know, there's no UPS or FedEx. Yeah, we had to rely on the, on the postal service. Yeah, and that in itself was a nightmare. Yeah. Packing up all these boards and then going up, standing in line at the post office, and it was before even credit cards. Yeah. You know, oh so my it was, gosh. It was it was, it was a cash deal or checks. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I, we'd open the envelopes and you know. And checks didn't somehow. really come around until what like. Well, checks were around then, but okay. but credit cards were, yeah. you know. But again, most of them were cash. We'd open these envelopes and like 30 bucks would so, fall out. Yeah. On, on your mail order, like you obviously knew where these people were ordering from, you mm -hmm. know, like out of state, down, you know, wherever. Mm -hmm. Like where did you guys see the most opportunity? Where was business coming from? In the mail order? Yeah. 
It, well, it was Still it was California. all over. It was yeah. I mean, locally it was strong. Yeah. Locally, just out of the area, San Diego to San yeah. Francisco, uh, but East Coast, not a lot, not a lot in the in the middle of the country. Yes. You know, because but there was still that that surf association, and it was already yeah. East coastal. It was already on the East Coast as well, of course, uh, and it wasn't just skateboards. Uh, even though that was the focus, we had some you know T-shirts, we had bodyboards and skimboards, and there's a couple ads up there. But it, it what really drove it was the skateboard. Yeah. So uh, uh, as far as where our main audience came from, it was it was still coastal. Yeah. Yeah. So. What a trip you got, Hobie, into skateboarding. That yeah. really blows me away. <laughs> and, and, and in wholesaling. What's that? I remember him saying that. <laughs> he didn't even know what the term meant. So. That is incredible. So um, they have a really sick uh, display at the um, John Wayne Airport. Hobie does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have to. Um, hmm. Yeah, they did a cool. I mean, it's it's like. It's a story hundred, line? Almost like a hundred you know? yard long of, oh, okay. of the story of Hobie. Wow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they, they cool. did a really good job. Yeah. Really cool. And to hear all this, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we've made the cut on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, that was the, for the Orange cur- County. The yeah. current Hobie crew doesn't even know about all this stuff. Uh, LAX needs to do a Valsurf uh, yeah. curated. You can head that up for us. Yeah. Go for mm-hmm. it. All right, let's do it. it. You got the connections. Go for we'll, it. We'll yeah. try. We'll try. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we're going to bounce around a little bit. We want to get Brandon involved here. Yeah, let's party. Yeah. Good. So take a breather. Yeah, (laughs) put you on the spotlight. Nice, I like it. So you were born into retail royalty, right? Yeah, guilty. Guilty as charged. Are you the younger brother, older Older. brother? Okay, older brother. Okay, so you were first, first to market. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and my cousins. Okay. As well, so yeah. Yeah. What um and this is a, that's what's cool about Valsurf. It's a family mm-hmm. owned and operated since day mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. which is really really cool. That's yeah. a great American story right there. Yeah, right. It's rare these days. Yeah. My uncle just peeked in right now and he ran. He saw you. <laughs> he did. He saw me. He saw me. And ran. Yeah. He said, so that's cool. we'll get him in here. So sorry to back back off you and back on your dad. That was short lived. I, I didn't catch my breath yet. Your dad's brothers uh, joined the business? No, my brothers. Your brothers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two older brothers, Kurt and then Eric. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're about four years apart each. Yeah. Okay, uh, back to Brandon. Sorry. So, how old were you? Sorry. Yeah. No, it's it's how old? When I started surfing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Did you boogie board first? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uh, you were up in Oxnard. Grew up in the sand, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, uh, they first had the house in Oxnard in um, across the street. What, what when did you buy the house across the street? In mid seventies. Yeah, mid seventies, and then uh, Brando on yeah. the boogie. That's me standing on the boogie board. Yeah, and then uh, nice. started boogie boarding. Probably he put me out in the water. Probably I don't know five boogie boarding or whatever. Yeah, probably that there a boogie boarding. And then yeah. I started standing on that stupid thing and Mach mm-hmm. uh, seven. Mach seven seven. Yeah, looking, yeah, yeah, looking good yeah. right there. And then he got me a board, and um, all the kids on my street though they all they all boogie boarded. I was kind of the first one to like start surfing, and then yeah. they started doing it. We started we would go back and forth because Oxnard is kind of you know it's a dumpy kind of get your ass kicked. Yeah, it's uh, so not, I, we go on a boogie board. And we'd be like, ah, oh, we go back and boogie board. We would, we'd rip, and yeah. then you know 
uh, of course, Boogie Board. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to it. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> skimboard, boogie board, body surf. Didn't skimboard. I didn't, I didn't do oh, that dude. really. But so cool. I never yeah. really skimboarded either. Yeah. So that was a. It's either boogie boarding and then straight to surfing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I remember him, even with even with snowboarding, same thing. Just going from skis to snowboarding. Yeah. And the growing pains. I was gotta get back on my skis, man. I used to be able to ski all that stuff, and that was that was probably ten when I was eleven. Course, went to snowboarding. First snowboarding was seventy-seven. When it started, that so was, you, that's, you, when, that's when Jake and Tom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you guys are heavily. You're one of the few shops that that still cater to the snow market. Mm, you know, yeah. so surf, skate, and snow. Yeah, we're the only dummies left doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we're stubborn. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. Snowboarding started in '77. Like, did you ski prior to that, or did you go straight to snowboarding when it came out? We no, we were in skis before uh, yeah. that. We opened up skis. Oh gosh! Right, just before that, I think I'm going to say '75. We started selling skis, but then the very first year, '77, when Jake Burton and Tom Sims introduced their boards, we were on it from day one. Yeah. That's why we still use that. We're the oldest surf skate snow yeah. shop in the world. Yeah, because we've been skating from the beginning, of course, surfing almost from the beginning. Yeah, and then snowboarding definitely from the beginning yeah. how did you get into skiing was it like your dad's ski or just you had friends that that did no, it, it just, and it was kind of just kind of a cool it was thing kind of the winter thing to do yeah you know it was not as cool in my estimation as surfing yeah. but it was something to do yeah. to complement surfing yeah, yeah. something and to go fast downhill you're already skateboarding downhill like yeah. this seems perfect but then it was a natural transition into the into and snowboarding snow. you yeah. know the single ski came or it was there for a while but then snowboarding is what the single ski never caught on yeah but the snowboarding obviously did that's cool you guys ever do any like surfing behind the boat you guys ever go no, no? we never really boat we never went to the lake really yeah no we on a with a rope yes but yeah. actually wake surfing no i ne we never got behind that but yeah. that's you know hobie made a big push he thought yeah. that was going to open up quite a, a big door for him so oh. he did the the long beach to catalina and back up above the first time he didn't make it and the second time he did so, we, wow. we did Havasu in the summer like my parents had a boat and we go out there and my dad would bring a surfboard and people would just Lose trip yeah. out mm -hmm. everybody wanted to hop on our boat and try it mm -hmm. we're like what this is crazy yeah I, I think I stood up on my dad's surfboard and behind the boat before I did on like, really? actual like surf yeah we never we never yeah. went to the lake we just we were always on the beach yeah and, we, and, and always skating but we never did the lake thing a couple times we went up but yeah it was but water skiing yeah you know? yeah but s surfing the mountain is just as it's cool Lyndon would disagree because he yeah. doesn't like it but I hate, like the, I hate the mountains what yeah I'm he's, dark dude oh he's dark. my god <laughs> I need yeah. tropical yeah he's an islander <laughs> I can't uh, he's, he's crazy I can't acclimate to the, the yeah. cold the the elevation no, like he's just, I just get worked alright okay I gotta keep but, it simple. But, Ping I mean, pong so, and surfing. That's so simple. when yeah. you brought in the skis and snowboards, was it something you're like, oh, we could? This is a market that's untapped. This is something, or you just wanted to bring it in so you could get everything at wholesale. <laughs> cool. so we brought and, skis and there were ski shops already. I, so okay, skis, of course. Yeah. Then we just felt that we would we needed something to complement. Yeah. The winter. Uh, our our winter business mm -hmm. instead of just relying on very slow surfboard yeah. sales. But primarily wetsuit sales. By then, yeah. you know, the mid 70s, of course, we're selling more wetsuits. You know, there's much more of an offering. 
so but the snowboard thing was just a natural transition for us to make it and then we because we were a board shop yeah skateboard and surfboard and snowboard and but and then we got out of skis yeah because it was a tough business really tough business we yeah. still rent skis we were yeah. stopped selling yeah, them. That, yeah yeah we so could, we got completely out of the sales what's this interesting because we have other businesses that we talk to and they're like well you know, I just wanted to create something where, you know, I could do it as a business write-off and still participate in something I really love, you yeah. know? Mm. And, you know, as they end up doing that, they see how lucrative or a, a niche that they could continue on where now they got the best of both worlds. And it seems like that's what you guys ultimately created all year long. Mm. Yeah. Surf, mm. skate, snow. Well, you were just taking things that you love to do and you're passionate about and it happened to fit in the uh, board shop. Right. Uh, silo. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, we we took it. There were a couple of tangents we took, but we tried to stay a board shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were a couple of a couple of rough moments there on yeah. tangents, but came we refocused right away. So Brandon, you started surfing at about six, seven years old. Probably somewhere around there, seven, yeah. eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. uh, you remember your first surfboard? Um, yeah, I think it was our blaster, right? That, my f- no, Jim. what? <laughs> Brandon surfboards. That was, that was my first board. I think the BJ shape. I think it was your first hard board. Yeah, huh. I, it, I, I thought could it was be wrong on that, but yeah, yeah BJ fine line. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, up, yeah. His first Brandon company was yeah. was Brandon surfboards, and mm-hmm. he's been Why working Brandon? here forever. I His I've heard Brandon? different rumors. No. No, I was born just, then, he yeah, said, just, and it, does he like the name? And you're kidding me. Uh, board uh, brand after you. We didn't yeah. get before you. <clears throat> we didn't get a lot of traction with it. It didn't last very long. Who was shaping him? BJ uh, Brian Hilbers, who who shapes Fine Line now. Okay, and he works here on Sundays. He's basically raised me. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's been shaping Fine Line forever, and his boards are everywhere. Yeah, it's awesome. Mollus carries, and we carry him all the way up to Santa Barbara. He's got boards everywhere. It's killer. It's crazy. And his first board brand Brandon. was called Brandon. Yeah. Doom for failure. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, where's my that royalty? Short lived. He might have had fine line going already. It was just a sideline name Maybe for us. Know. I'm not too sure how. He's that told went. me his yeah. his versions of it. You know, a couple okay. a couple, a couple of crown royals, and he'll tell yeah. me his version of it. Uh, but I thought yeah. your dad would order him for sure. Yeah. <laughs> his way into the business. <laughs> Next board line is Blake. I thought yeah. I'd get from five ten to you know ten zero. Yeah, About five hours later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did you did you um, progress pretty quickly? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was just like I said, just Oxnard was just such a grueler. It was just you you just get your ass, which is the best thing that happened to me because then when I started going to the beach like around here, Duffy or whoever picked me up because I was so yeah. much younger, and I go surf the point breaks. Go, oh my god, this is great. I'm used this to get my ass kicked. Easier to surf. <laughs> I, go was, I, I don't even have to duck dive. So yeah, right? I just paddle oh, wide yeah, and I'm good. Great. Great. So yeah. that was a cool thing of having, you know, the valley and then up there, up the beach. I saw so much different variety. And out here, a lot of the kids that I grew up with, you know, they were skating. Yeah. So we would just meet. We, we all meet here at the shop and we'd go skate the local spots. We'd hitchhike to get over the hill, you know, were you over more the hills in, in Hollywood, not not the beach. Yeah. Were you more into skateboarding than surfing at one point in there, time? There or? was a moment where I was more into skate, yeah. for sure. Surfing was always the call back, you know, because, like I said, we'd always go up to the house and... Um, but I, I remember many days, even leaving the the house when the surf was fun. I'd go skate the Hollywood Beach School and little mani pads out there, and 
just do nice. that. And, and my friends would be like, what are you doing? Go skating? Let's go surf. You know? Yeah. So there was, there was that both. I had both. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I, th- I believe you kind of grew up in the area where skateboarders and surfers didn't really get along, right? Yeah, well, my the local valley kids didn't surf. Yeah, and but the that doc- skated, that skated, and then yeah. you go to the beach. Though my friends all up in up in Ventura were, they did both. Yeah, yeah. Um, Certain areas did both. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Like, like Dogtown, like you know. But you know how Monica. skateboarders are. They're how are they? Haters. <laughs> They're haters. <laughs> There's still that weird thing where yeah. you know uh, some of the the diehard skaters think surfers are stupid. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's changed over the years. No, I, I mean I, I like it. I think yeah. you know surfing and you know skateboarding has always been hand in hand. But sure. there's definitely moments in time where you know it was separated. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Especially like the street skating. Like yep. that shit is. You know. I a mean, lot of those dudes are actually starting to surf. Yeah. Like a lot of the guys who. Oh, dude, start- you know who we're gonna have on the show? Who? Rob Welshington. There you go. Yeah. Okay. How rad is that? It's great. That guy is a full-on surf nerd. Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of <laughs> our pros. I mean, uh, Alex Midler, one of our local pros, mm. grew up in Calabasas. The yeah. kid rips and surfing. Yeah. Does he really? Um, yeah, he's yeah. a DC yeah. kid, right? Or was or? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I think no, he's on Nike. Nike. I, I think he. I think it maybe one point he was, but okay. he's on Nike now. But, but him a lot and like of, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, Van Wastel, you know, back in the day, ripped at surfing, ripped. Mikey Curran, Taylor, Curran yeah. Caples Mikey now. Caples. Next generation. Mikey surfs, yeah. Mikey surfs. Yeah, Curran Caples. Curran rips. I yeah. used to, yeah, compete against his dad when we were kids, yeah. amateur. Yeah. yeah, and he rips at both. Devin still rips. And then you got, <laughs> yeah. then you got like Grayson Fletcher, yeah. who came from yeah. one of the most historic surf families. Yeah. He didn't start surfing until like really late, like teenager. Yeah, right. He was just like, I just want to skateboard. Yeah, and, and he picked up surfing. Yeah, like unbelievable. Tony, Tony Hawk surfs. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's, I mean. Oh yeah, we had a signing for Tony here one, and he, he it, it was scheduled for just a few hours, and the line the line went oh forever. It yeah. went into the evening, and when it, Tony was so gracious the way yeah. he went about it, we actually gave he, he started looking at Channel Islands. Yeah. After the signing was done, and we just said, "Take your pick, Tony." Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, we're like Jay Adams and the Dogtown like crew, like those guys. I mean, they were like the OG like surfer skater. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of guys from out here that were like that too. That yeah. with that, that same era, yeah. yeah. Did did you ever get into contest surfing or skateboard contests? Uh, I never did skate. Con- did I do? No, not skate really. Surf, yeah. Um, surf, snowboard stuff, yeah. sure. But um, just you know, NSSA stuff. And yeah, yeah. Nothing. Just because were you, were I you like your, Jay Larson. Uh, no, are you into it? <laughs> well, Jay Larson wasn't really that good at it. <laughs> You never really had it. I just had, you know, just had a good day. You're still struggling with it. Oh, my gosh. We hate to bring it up every time. But. <laughs> my ribs. <laughs> you featured still ripping. I heard he's out lowers last week, just shredding. He still on, got it. Featured on Kooka today. Yeah. <laughs> that's my new, yeah, that's my new marketing right there. We so love the day. We love you guys. Did a little bit of contest surfing and then. Just, I, well, yeah, I went to University of San Diego. Oh, and, uh, look at I you. Made, I made the the team my freshman year so Ooh. I did that whole deal that was fun that's yeah. where I met most most of my really good friends down there I was doing that traveling up we'd all come up to his house you know do the C Street contest and that was fun those were great days competing in different schools yeah yeah. Um, but NSSA is just that kind of stuff and local events we you know local Volcom what were those things called sea slugs or what was oh, it oh yeah 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 we'd, I would do those I forget what they're fun. called we'd go down the beach and mm-hmm. I was never good at that contest though I forget um, um 
Crustaceous. Crustacea. Yeah. Crustaceous. Yeah. 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 See, I know yeah. something. You here. do. Yeah. 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 Fought you for something. But you know, when did you start working in the? I mean, I'm sure you're. There was here. no babysitting back then. It was like come to work with well, dad yeah, we, and, we, and mom, would, and you're hanging in the shop. He'd wake me up at in the summer because we'd moved to Oxnard, and he would wake me up and drive it. We'd drive in here, and I'd just be in the back. You know, I, I to me it was fun because I'd come in here look up I looked up to all the dudes who work here yeah so I'd come in and I'd be in the back you know pricing stuff and so all that and 91 was my first like my first paycheck was 91 yeah like, yeah cool I got a paycheck you're like dad okay this is getting old bud I'm, I've been here like how many years <laughs> yeah, and how right. much and yeah. can't pay you know, stickers and he's anymore. like well son you got a roof over your head you got boards whenever you want them you got wetsuits so yeah what, what? Yeah, he, he, he finally figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> when did you? I tried to keep it in the background as long as I could. How, how old are you when you when you like went? Wait a minute, man. My dad started, you know, Val Surf, one of the coolest places that you know could ever be. Right. right. Like I don't know life without it. So I mean, it's like, from incept, I would I always thought it was the best because all the kids, like I said, local kids. Yeah, was, we always meet here, and we, oh, like yeah, everybody cool. wanted to be your friend. Obviously, uh, I mean, I, I hope not because <laughs> of that. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it was. Though. Yeah, <laughs> all, your, <laughs> all your friends are super shallow. Yeah, <laughs> they just want to. No, but stuff. you know what I mean. You're like, dude. Yeah, that's right. We owe Val fucking surf. Yeah, yeah I never claimed it though, man. No, I never. I mean, that's what that's... we we. Lo- I mean, we've been working with you. I've been working with you guys for almost 17 years, probably now. Yeah, and I mean, you guys are the most humble, coolest. Family, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I see you guys up in the mountains all the time, like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, which is an important point, you know. We're that's nothing that makes us even le- more legit today. Yeah, you're, yeah. Still, you're, you're still owner, rider, shredder. Still do it. Yeah, you know, you know what? Like skating as as much anymore. Hey, but you want to stay youthful, <laughs> you, you better keep moving and yeah. stay out and get in the ocean water. Yeah, fountain of youth out there. We yeah. we talk about like what makes people successful, and it's. For me, it's like, well, surf shops, right? And people that create brands or whatever, it's authenticity, right? Like, Mm -hmm. for me, that's the word that really kind of sums everything up, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, that's why you guys have have been so successful and weathered all kinds of different storms is because deep down, you're living, you know, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's in your DNA. Like, yeah, your passion. Like, you know. Yeah. So there's no, other, there's no other business for the Richards family. This is it, you know. Like I'm sure you guys all have your your entrepreneur. Can I say that right? But you got other yeah, things going. Say, yeah. You got other things going now, you know. Yeah. Couple which, little side hustles, which is cool. Uh, yeah, I try. Yeah. Yeah. Diversify. Diversify. Yeah, portfolio. you got to diversify the portfolio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of it's Val Surf has had. There's been a lot of different layers of people we've met and 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 things that have popped up. I mean, just even like TheraSurf, like being a part of that. You know, it's yeah. been really special to take kids surfing with special needs, and um, that was the first thing. And then obviously throughout the snow, just meeting different people like Marty Kerrigan and helping him with stuff. And you know, it's great. Yeah. It's super yeah. fun. It's there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah, yeah. a lot of so, layers. So so. Uh, when was the second location for Val, and where was it? Second location was right across Witsit at that shopping center, that little strip mall right across the street, and that okay. was seven seventy-five. Uh, 
we had just, but we had opened, well, we had opened Woodland, Woodland Hills, Hills yeah. before that. Okay. The second location here was in 75. We opened Woodland Hills in, in the early 70s. Okay. forget the exact, I've got the history. And that was a it. second location outside second of location, here. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then Thousand Oaks came after that in, in the, I think, early 90s is when that, yeah. Yeah. And then Valencia after that. Okay. So, and then we were... As it turns out, we were 13 years at the original location here in, at North Hollywood, 13 years across the street, and then we moved here in uh, in 88, thereabouts. Yeah. We bought this building, which was a banquet hall. Nice. Yeah. Banquet this was hall. a banquet hall? Yeah. Weddings and... Yeah. That's why it has such a big parking and, lot then, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. We still get people that show up here, and they'll, they'll come to the front counter and go, hey, we got married here. Is it cool if we pop champagne in the parking lot? Like, yeah, whatever. What? That's, That's funny. super cool. Yeah, it's cool. One, yeah. of the, one of the very last functions here, I think we were already in Esker, it was my my uh, in-laws' 50th anniversary. <laughs> they had it right here. Yeah, it was pretty classic. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Huh. I remember that. Yeah. See? We, we yeah, bring, yeah. yeah, see? So Fritz, Fritz did you graduate from UCSD with the degree? USD, yeah. USD, yeah. USD, yeah. University nice. Terreros. Bullfighter, I guess. That's yeah. What, I what did, uh, what was your business. degree? Business. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Look at yeah. you. Look at the big brain, brain on Branded. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that. <laughs> I was going to say beard, but, you know. The big beard on Branded? Beard, beard mm-hmm. Branded. I trimmed up now. Yeah, look good. Yeah. Well, while you, good. did you get college educated or no? Yeah, UCLA. You yeah. did too? I went to uh, UCLA. I started there in 65, so after the store opened. Uh, and so I commuted. I mean, UCLA was just, even, even joining a fraternity and everything, I still commuted every single day because I come back to work. Yeah. My dad would run in the morning and I'd go early morning classes and come back. And so, so for four years of commuting over there and got my degree in 69, graduated in 69, and uh, ran the surf team over there nice. for four years. Actually, so I, I, I pledged a fraternity only because my dad was a frat man back in Dartmouth and he so his son was going to college and, and he said, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta embrace it. Yeah. You gotta go you gotta pursue it. a and you know, uh, and rush a fraternity, and so yeah. I did it. But it, once I got in, it just wasn't really me. Yeah. And then I connected with the, the surf team, and uh, Russ, who had started, was looking for someone to take it over. He was a senior, and he uh, went to a meeting, and he goes, "Aha!" Yeah. And he talked me into taking it over, so I ran it for about three and a half years, and we were damn good. Yeah. yeah. We won it every, I think, every year. Wow. Who did you guys compete against, or how did they? Work out the, the intercollegiate surfing council back then, and I might miss a few, but it was uh, UCSB, yeah, SC, uh, SC, uh, Irvine, San Diego State, Cal Western, uh, Long Beach State. Uh, there was about ten. That's cool. And but, but yeah, we won. Our team was incredible. In fact, there was a. The San Miguel Invitational, I remember that we we were the only school invited to it. That was like Wind and Sea, Malibu Surfing Association, everything, and the UCLA surf team. Hmm. And the classic is UCLA gave us cars to drive down there. Wow. What? Yeah, these dark college, dark green cars with the E-license plate, you know, the full government plates, and we drove into San Miguel with these things with the boards on top. Holy moly. They flipped the gas bill, too? <laughs> We, we weren't part of the athletic department. Yeah. We were part of the recreation department. We had a budget. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, they would give us money to put on contests. Our local beach was Bolsa Chica. Yeah. 
you know, it, it just like, it, and we did it just like regular sports, like UCSB, one year we'd surf at Campus Point, yeah. and the next year they'd come down and we'd surf at Bolshevik. They'd Chico. switch the host, you know, hmm. the hosting school yeah, and exactly. location. Yeah, and then we, of course, Cal, Cal Western or US, UCSD or whatever, the Sunset Cliffs area. Yeah. Did you yeah. know a lot of the other guys at those colleges, like just through surfing and Just the through shop? surfing after yeah. doing it for three and a half, four years, yeah, you'd see this. The familiar faces but, uh, you're like come get your new board at our yeah. shop yeah networking yeah. right there yeah there you go so <laughs> so going back to to the business of Val like you know we kind of touched on a bunch of different um, milestones with skateboarding and snowboarding um, you know all the like looking at these Quicksilver frame trunks was it trippy when 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 was it when you were like going holy shit like this industry is becoming a huge industry because it really transferred from mainly hard goods to bringing in soft goods with the you know the surf brands i mean what year was that well the exact year again my earlier point that we opened i think with laguna laguna swimwear was all we had but then the first legitimate, there was Jansen also back then yeah. that we kind of, if, if the surf industry was kind of identified with that. There was the Hawaiian brand where they would, the custom made board shorts. Uh, but it was Doris Moore and Duke Boyd that came up and says, hey, we've got something here with the surfing. Let's make a board short specifically for surfing. And that was Hang 10. Mm. And they used us as their test pilot. Before they even released it on the market, we had a pretty good team back in those days. After a few years of being in business, you know, we pretty much dominated the county line, Sacus, Malibu. Those were our the main guys in the water. The hottest guys were our on our team, and they kind of knew that that Doris and Duke, and they said, "We're going to give you some prototypes, take them out, test them, and let us know what you think." Hmm. And so we were the we were kind of the the test pilot for for Hang Ten. Wow. Yeah. And Hang Ten was a big brand. Oh for yeah, it was a big long brand. Time. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean they just I I got it sticks in my head. I mean one of their prototypes was this is when Velcro was being first introduced, and they put Velcro in their canvas board short. Yeah, not not figuring out that the canvas is going to shrink and the Velcro is not. You know, so we'd wear it and and go it would pucker like crazy, and we're going this isn't going to work. Yeah, so we. Which they were thrilled to hear that before they actually produced them on the market. Yeah. So, so and Caton so, was around too, right? Caton was around, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it was they didn't have a really a wholesale program going yeah. there at first. It was strictly out of Surfside. That's yeah. so that, funny. That was it. Yeah, Caton, of course. Yeah, was yeah. there. Yeah, they've been for the. I think they're fifty nine is when Bird, they opened. Birdwell were they later? Yeah, Birdwell was. I don't 70s. know if they were right then, but they go back quite a bit. Yeah. But that was that was primarily East Coast back then. It really wasn't ours. But they, yeah. yeah, but then everything else started falling into place. Back and then Bob and Jeff, Bob McKnight and Jeff Hackman yeah. drove. They, they were selling their Quicksilver only out of Newport Surf and Sport and Hobie. Yeah. And then so we were the first out of their backyard right. that that sold Quicksilver, and uh, you know we opened so we, to this day we say we're the first Quicksilver dealer because New, Newport Surf and Sport is gone, Hobie's changed hands a number of times, yep. but we've been with Quicksilver from day one. Yeah, so that's so incredible, yeah. crazy. 
-hmm. and then Billabong. Mm -hmm. Well, OP too, right? Like OP o was a big OP, brand. Yeah, because we dealt with Jim. That was Jim Jenks, Jim and Jenks. he was working for Don Hanson, and then he came. Don up Hanson with, of Hanson's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Jim was his kind of his foreman before Don had his kids, Josh and Christian and everything. Yeah. So. Uh, then Jim came up with the idea of opening California Surf Products, and part of that was Ocean Pacific, hmm. OP. So he did that. We were on board with that from the very beginning, yeah. OP. And How many corduroy shorts did you sell? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, we, we still get calls for that. Uh, yeah. Now, for the, you know, whatever it is, the 12-inch outseam or yeah. whatever it is. On yeah, those things, tiny. So. God. The oh, front part is crazy. Like, the yeah, the, 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 the like elastic the, in the back, you know, yeah. just the half elastic and the snap, and oh gosh, crazy. Those are coming back. That is so <laughs> right? funny, isn't it? It isn't never it, went away. What do you mean? I know. Neither did Polo. Buys like twelve at a time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're used to it. Yeah. So there was yeah. So so a lot with that catch it and yeah Billabong. We yeah. were on we were on board with all those and you know back then that was of course Sunday. that was Bob Hurley of course Billabong. Yeah. 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 Sundeck. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 All those. Yeah. Is it, it, it's pretty crazy, like, the brands that have survived and all those that haven't, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's sad. Where they were you know, flashes in the pan, but they ha made it a big run, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, and usually what, what in thinking back through through time, it was that big run that was, of course, so inviting and so tempting to, to go that direction. Yeah. And they made some major bucks, but ultimately that was their demise. Yeah, you yeah. Know, those those big brands like that, the the gotchas and and what have you. They just once they went down there, they had a couple of good years or three years or four years at best, but then. Yeah. Right. Well, they kind of ventured out of the surf market into like shops like Mervin's and mm -hmm. maybe maybe some of the other you know mall J C Penney's or I don't know what what Costco. What, <laughs> whatever the distribution uh, was but you know before Costco yeah. but they all you know yeah. made those like transitions because surfing was not just a coast mm -hmm. you know lifestyle it became a little mm -hmm. bit more mainstream yeah. yeah yeah and when that when that started to happen that made yeah, our endeavor of staying true to the board sport image yeah you know and being Even more and, important and being a, a legitimate player in the board sports themselves not just being a wannabe because yeah. there was all sorts of wannabes coming out of the woodwork back then that wanted to capitalize on the whole surf craze without right. being legitimate in their own right and they all yeah. came in and they all got they all took a piece of the pie yeah uh, and it was tempting for those vendors to go, geez, like they're, you're going to give us an order for how much? Surf shops don't do that. You know, this is great. You know, yeah. and they just they just got pulled right into it. But again, that was in most part for for the brand, for most of the brands that was their demise. Yeah, you know, very few managed to stick with it and come back and still be legitimate at this level. Yeah, we got to hand it to. I mean, you know, even though Quicksilver's done whatever they've done, they're still authentic yeah and right. relevant and, yeah i mean anybody that's survived Welcome. till today i mean you know they've you know not reinvented themselves but they you know they've captured that that new consumer meaning the youth you know and investing in how important it is to invest in the next generation of surfers or skateboarders or snowboarders and and, and putting that money into the youth mm -hmm. yeah. what you know let's go back talk talking about surfing what was uh what was your most memorable surf trip, Wally? Mine would be Maldives. Nice. Yeah, I would. That was that was my best. I had 
fortunately, at my age, I've got quite a few surf trips yeah. under my belt. But I have to say that was probably right up top. We yeah. scored. It was great. It was a boat trip with my buddies. I hooked up with these, these guys surfing up north years and years and years ago. And uh, they, these guys were world travelers. I mean, they were on a mission to surf as many places in the world as they could. And yeah. they accepted me. These Most of them were were you know were and still hard to this day attorneys hmm. uh, this was their release is yeah. traveling uh looking, they surf looking good? for waves and uh hmm? do they surf good yeah yes majority of them surf pretty good pretty yeah. well you know they're all up there i'm i'm the oldest in the group but they're right behind me yeah yeah and they're uh yeah but two of them just got back from Indo just a couple of days ago. Nice. They're still doing it. Yeah. Uh, and we I go work hard, it. play hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We go down to Mexico. You know, we uh, go down there pretty much every year, uh, and then some other trip in the world, whether it be Nicaragua, you know, Costa Rica, you know, Panama, uh, and again Maldives. Yeah. That, that was the, that, that worked out the best. We scored heavily. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a great trip. Brandon, do you remember your first trip, like with the family, like you know, first Mexico? surf trip yeah, was like probably, I'd say Kauai. Kauai. Kauai was our first one I with some of his uh, family friends. Did, and actually, we, the Holbrooks and Dave White and all those guys. But we all went. No, there. Dave Hollander. Mm. And Dave White Dave, was there too. Dave Hollander from Becker. Becker You're right. There? Dave White was yeah. there, but uh, we traveled. It was it was Hollander and and Holbrook and right. the Richards that. Yeah. Traveled to Kauai, yeah. That was like my right. probably my first real surf trip. How old were you? Then? Oh God, twelve? Huh? I don't know. If somewhere around there, maybe eleven. Uh, yeah, were you just say, tripping you, you like might, tropical you water? You've seen yeah, the fo photos in the magazines, videos of you had everybody. To pack your board in a pack, board yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put the pro light. Yeah. And we had our flight was delayed like a day and a half too. <gasps> what? Like, this sucks. <laughs> we were stuck on the tarmac at yeah. LAX for a long time, sitting there with Holbrook and. Tom, being the the traveler that he was, even back then with Quicksilver, everything he you know, he had the travel agent, and once they took us off the plane, he go, yeah, we don't know when this plane's going to take off. He got on the phone and he rebooked it, and we took off in some other plane, and but everything was on the the, the plane on the tarmac, so we we got to Hawaii with <laughs> no board, just what we're wearing and no boards, yeah, for, for a couple of days, <laughs> yeah, but but that was good. We got some we got some good waves on that trip, yeah, nice, yeah. Lots that's of Mexico fun. trips, that's for sure. What, what's yeah. your favorite trip? Surf trip? Tavi? Uh, probably Tavi. Yeah. I, I was there for Fuller's, uh, or uh, Fuller got a bunch of shots, but I was there for Reef's cover shot. Oh, nice. I was nice. on the boat. Duffy and I were on the boat, and it was, you know, there was, Dorian was paddling in. Uh, I think Reef, I think Dorian started towing, and yeah. then they started to, Reef started towing, and then Reef got that really mental, crazy one. Was, you guys was, were in the boat during that swell. Well, we, we surfed restaurants because restaurants was a lot smaller. But yeah, I, I'm glad I was on the boat because it was too big. It was it was way too big. And it, it wasn't too big for restaurants, or it was kind of restaurants was out, out off its head. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. But Duff and I, Duffy and I, went on the boat. And we were drinking beers, and um, I forget who it was, but like I think it might have been Dylan or Ko. One of the, one of the guys came on the jet skis. Like, you guys are blowing it. It's restaurants is going off. Yeah. And it was Saxon. Yeah. And Jay Lightburn from Quick, and we just they pulled us back on the jet ski and we jumped off. This was so long ago. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've never it, been it was Italian. it was insane. It was it was but restaurants when it's big, it's like it kind of breaks way off the reef more, so it's not as scary shallow as it is when it's smaller. Yeah. 
more so turns I, not to double up on coral on, heads on death yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that was probably the best like most memorable just because the vibe yeah. on the island the swell had peaked during on tuesday so we were there early watch it grow you know and then it it it, it by the time we left it was yeah. pretty much flat you had a heavy <clears throat> crew there yeah like those some are, of the big best big waves. Well, we should, so it was it was Jeff it was Jeff Booth's week. Mm. Oh yeah. And then he yeah, invited well, he invited us, and then he loved us because we just have a good time. And then he's like, our group kind of grew. It was like four of us. Then it turned out to be like fifteen of us, and then fifteen of Boothies. He had like two weeks booked at one point. At one point, he had like two weeks. Yeah. And you guys would really work on. Making sure you could take the girlfriends yeah, couples or the wives. Had priorities. Well, yeah, because you want to you, yeah. yeah, you want to quiet down the lineup. We went right. one year. Yeah. You bring bodies. Yeah, that those, those were good days because yeah. Boothy was with Quick at the time, so yeah. he would bring Reef and Fuller, and then Dorian was our boatman. And yeah. um, you want to know a fun fact about Boothy? <clears throat> oh, maybe I don't know. I'd, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but he's Ch- the one. Chucky. Oh no way! He's the one that gave me that nickname. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Jeff to Boothie. Yeah. We love you. Hi, Boothie. Yeah, he's uh, he uh, always called me Gondu on those trips. Gondu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one Gondu. Google. <laughs> so, uh, what we like to do on the show is kind of talk about how you know surf shops play uh, a huge role in not only the surf heritage and culture but also in their local communities, right? Yeah. Um, like, that, that's important for us because that's our livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. And your livelihood. Mm-hmm. And, but I think, you know, we always want to remind, you know, our, our listeners, and, and hopefully we'll get more and more listeners over the next couple of years, but, you know, we want to highlight what surf shops mean to the community. Right, and you guys have been around since 1962. How many years is that? 56. Well, they're, go, they're turned the corner on 55. Right. They were in their 56, 56 year. Yeah. I mean, 56 years of being an independent retailer, employing how many people on your staff? I mean, it's got to be well, thousands it, over the years, but well, currently yeah, with I, I four stores. At the most we ever had would have been probably the high 80s, and right now we're down to mid-50s as yeah, far as yeah. employment with the four yeah. stores, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. You and, know, Obviously, full-time, part-time, the whole mix. Yeah, yeah. And, and guys like Nate over here, quiet one over here, hasn't said a word the whole damn show. That's good, though. <laughs> we're not talking about <laughs> shoes. Believe me, <laughs> you're not seeing the true side. <laughs> no, hey, how long have you been uh with Val. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. So how many years is that? <laughs> Twenty one. Twenty one years. Twenty one ish, yeah. And Duffy's been with you guys for how long? Too long. <laughs> <laughs> Duffy, that's for you. He's twenty six, I think, right? Twenty six years. I think Something so. Something like that. Wow. And Victor Victor just left. He was how many years? 20, yeah, he was here got for him. a long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and just my brother in law Oz is still she still holds the honor. He was thirty two years, I think. Wow. Yeah. But just over the course of the years, like, you know, you get a lot of youth, you get a lot of kids part time working after school or during college years and they go on to you know, being successful in whatever businesses and then you get some employees that actually get jobs within the industry. Like how many of your, you know, employees have turned into reps or gone and worked for some sort of, you know, brand yeah, in the industry. A, a, lot, a ton, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I could, 
they have a lot of them, man. It's, yeah, and they're and they work. That's the best part. They come in here, and we still see them. Like yeah. they were here, still yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, some of our old employees that are reps still have our passwords or our POS system. They just write their own orders. Uh, I never got that. <laughs> I never worked You had to work that. here, though. What, what here. does that tell you? <laughs> no, but I've you had know. your order so big. <laughs> 56 years the watchful of... eyes. The Wally watchful eye. 56 years of being an independent retailer supporting hundreds and, you know, into thousands of of livelihoods and families you know that's such a to me it's like that's so freaking insane and worth talking about all the time is is how you've you know supported families for 56 years or, not just your own yeah but and, or and start families too we always we always try to come up with the numbers of, of people who've marriages here. that have come out of <laughs> and divorces yeah. uh, you guys are still marrying people in here in the, in the bank yeah, we're still, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> After hours only. <laughs> of, course, of course, I'm the first. My wife came in when at the no. little store. She came in and to, no. to, to buy something for her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. oh, stole her, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, no, I saved her. <laughs> <laughs> she saved you, too, yeah, I bet. I know. Yeah. You get two sides but of the story. But that's up with the so Oz's sister. And I knew Oz before that. So I met her that day in the store. I go, Oz, how come you're hiding your sister? Oh, she's got this boyfriend. Don't even go there. But I pursued it. Yeah. But then since that, I mean, there's been a number of employees that have have met and married and started families here. So as far as community goes, that's a real... That's a that's got to be like, you know, when you... I'm sure you don't really think about it too much. But when you do, it's like, that's... That's so fucking rewarding, you know, yeah. like, and a lot of responsibility and a lot of stress to, yeah. to be able to, you know, provide and know you, you know, yeah. you're you got a lot of mouths to feed, you know, outside yeah, your yeah. family. Yeah, and and outside of the surf industry, we just got honored a few years ago by the, the local business association here nice. for being in business at, you know, right up here at Universal. They put a ceremony on and for ourselves and a few other stores that have lasted as long as we have. Yeah. So that was great as far as giving back to the community and being recognized by the community yeah. outside of our industry. Yeah. yeah. And, and going back to um, even just, you know, our, our industry, you know, it's shops like Val Surf that, you know, have really helped curate and nurture, you know, all the, all the businesses that have come through here. Right, mm-hmm. your your billabongs, your rukas, your outer knowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's just part of retail. Is you got to stay on the pulse of what's you know cool and what's hot, but also staying authentic to the the brands that paved the way. And yeah. you know, Heritage it's got to make brands. sense. Yeah, it's got to make yeah. sense at the end of the day. But yeah, well, yeah, when actually when SEMA had that award, you know, down at uh, down in Anaheim, Anaheim. Oh, a few, Anaheim. few years ago, for those that have been in business fifty or more years. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, we were there and. Uh, but I think it was total of, and worldwide, it was, I think, only there was 12 of us there at yeah. that ceremony. That's incredible. At that milestone of yeah, years? Yeah, only, like, one or two from Hawaii and three or four from the East Coast. And then, again, the Catons and yeah. the O'Neills and the yeah. Hansons. And, yeah. you know, not only did you employ local kids from the community, you're also donating to various charities or schools or, you know what I mean? Like, that's... You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of investing and, and donating and being charitable, charitable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do. Oh, we yeah. do give back. Yeah. yeah, we we always talk about how you know marketing is so important 
but when you could you know spend that marketing dollars into a way that's giving back at the same time you mm -hmm. know for whatever it causes it's, it's just that much more rewarding but it's staying authentic and, and staying you know it's doing the right thing pretty much mm -hmm. you know reinvesting in that next you know youth yeah are you guys doing any like events um well we used to do it as you know you served malibu yeah. Yeah. invitational, invitational. Yeah. what would he get he made the semis one year, I think didn't so. he? What? The, 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 well, they're notorious of having no waves in that <laughs> yeah. event. I think the year that actually I did all right, yeah. there was some waves. Yeah, year three there was waves. Year seven there was waves. Yeah. We have we have we didn't do it last summer. I remember the first one. First one was brutal. That yeah. was yeah. as flat as it could be. It was yeah. brutal, but it was so insane. Yeah. It was magical. Oh, it was, it was remember we did that was dinner? So good, but yeah. the, the dinner on the pier. Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, those were good days. I was when I mean it was it was fun. The whole community. I mean. Those were really fun days, yeah. but yeah. also it was a hard time too because it was you know we were we were it was started for Lion, yeah, uh, a local kid and uh, you know he went through he still goes through it and yeah. he's fighting it you know fighting cancer all the time but um, we did it for him and then we did it for a whole bunch of different charities after and then tied in Theraserf and Theraserf yeah and, and they came we did it for Theraserf a couple times and for um, Scion yeah and. Um, uh, Nathaniel's Young and Brave. Uh, we did it for that. We did a lot, yeah. a lot of different ones, but yeah. it's a lot of work. And then you know, it's it's uh, it just it grew so fast and so big that it was it was it's hard. hard to, there's a lot of customers coming here. Like, how do I get into the event? Yeah. And then it turned into something where it's like, it's just we don't have enough time. Yeah. To, to put everybody in and and, and everybody feel, expects you to up the ante every year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. you know with yeah. you know getting those sponsors, it's really hard for people yeah. to come in on the sponsor side. Oh, yeah, but the attraction of surfing Malibu with just three in the water. <laughs> oh, too. without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please do it again. That pier party was fun. Though. It was insane. Yeah. That, that that was that was good. That was really that was insane. Yeah, that, that was, was a memorable it, night. It was. There's no wind. It was it yeah. was like super calm. No dead wind, calm. no waves. <laughs> no waves, but I mean, that dinner was like amazing. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Wahoos came up for that. Yeah, yeah, they they, they yeah, came up for that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are those are. But those you guys have done a great job staying at local. You know, hosting at Dukes and you know getting the you know some corporate sponsors with Audi over the years. And yeah, different, you know. Yeah, Audi so. came in and, and uh, I think Reef hooked us up with that one. He yeah. introduced us to them and. Um, and Dukes is always great, but Dukes is just the best. Yeah. I mean, those guys are just yeah. good people, great people. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the, the community up here is insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even our local fires that we just had, it's just the community around here just rallies yeah. so in hard. Yeah. Yeah. LA is special with that. For sure. That was bummer. Those fires. Yeah. I mean. Yep. Yeah. Started basically in my backyard, Ugh. and then just went all the way down. So crazy. Well, it was it was crazy. It's still to this day. We're, we're still talking about, you know, community. I mean, that I still to this day get people to come in and go, hey, our, you know, we lost everything in the fires, and yeah. we and we take care of them. Still, yeah. cool. you know, um, yeah, it was crazy times. Yeah, yeah. My in-laws left lost everything. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Lost yeah. what? Everything. Is it real? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> crazy. But I mean, that's. It takes stuff like that to, you know, re-energize the community. Sometimes where there's some disconnect and stuff, and it's it's awesome. You guys are kind of the focal point, being you know, Val Surf, but also like the beach community and that culture, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. So, is there any kind of uh, future contests or projects you guys are wanting to talk about? Congra again, congratulations on the ISA award. 
That's huge. Congratulations on fifth on rounding the fifty six year mark. Yeah. Gone through quite a few milestones and quite a few honors through the years. Wow. With the with the most recent being right up the top. Yeah. You know? I mean getting the cover of Action Sports Retailer too is you know getting honored getting honored by the snow industry yeah. the snowboard shop of the year and the, that was in the late 90s so we you know pulled down quite a few honors yeah and, yeah got to say you know justifiably so yeah through all the years so. and brandon was telling us that there's going to be a cool piece on you guys on surfer surfer yeah, they, yeah. They, they're doing a, a shop chronicles yeah i think o'neill o'neill sponsoring it and uh they did a killer piece on hansen's um, and I think it was Heritage, Heritage right? Was it yeah, and I think yeah. they did one Heritage. Proof Lab, too. I think so, yeah. Up north, yeah. yeah so they, they just came up through here, and, yeah, they they, inter- they they headed the whole thing up, and they, they interviewed the Marshall Brothers, which will be fun to see Pretty their, their take on, the, you know, Valley Pride <laughs> and Valserve. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they interviewed uh, Dale Rhodes and Dylan Perillo and Andrew Jacobson, like the local. Yeah. They, yeah. they kind of took the shop and went, you know, there's so many – characters from LA yeah. and the Valley particularly yeah. so they wanted to encompass all of that around well I think almost every hot surfer out of you know this this area has a Val Surf sticker and yeah. it continued on for what you started Wally to, to today I mean you guys definitely invest in a lot into that yeah, you know marketing side of the business and, and helping out that that wasn't the easiest name to market, Valley and no. Surf to yeah. Skate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were t- there were times when I wish we had chosen something else, like you know Richard Surf or something like that. Yeah. You know, but as it turned out, I mean, it, it, it just uh, uh, it actually came back to be yeah a really a cool name. Now. Yeah, a lot has to do with you know with with the kid with Brandon and you know marketing the name and our private label now is just is just so far stronger than any other major brand that we carry yeah yeah uh, as, and, it and, be. And, as it should yeah, be as it as it should be a lot to yeah. do with that uh, the, the coolness image and everything yeah. so but yeah the point being that you know that through the years there were this there was those times where we had to you know take a little bit of the little bit of the bad vibe because we were the symbol of the inland surfer you yeah. know and the beach community there was that that element down there that just didn't think that we belonged and yeah. we had a we had a place down at the beach yeah so we had to fight that, but it was it was really never a major major issue. Yeah. So I mean, we had guys. I mean, we had the, the Willie Morrises of the world that were just proud as can be. Yeah. He actually liked to boast the fact that he was from the valley. Yeah. You know, he says, "Yeah, you know, you don't have to live at the beach to be a good surfer, and yeah. you go out and prove it." It's so. pretty funny when you see people that you know come from far and they rip the bag out of it, you know, better than any other local. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, a, who's going to argue with Willie Morris? I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. 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 No, I mean, like I said, like, you guys have created an amazing business that caters to the community and has really helped, you know, uh, facilitate a lot of brands in the industry, but then you're so authentic about it, too. I mean, you know, not only are you taking making a living off it but you're also helping push push the i don't know marketing side of things too i mean over the years like we were just talking about like all the skateboarders and and stuff that you you uh you help market with you know because they're so close to you guys anyway Mm -hmm. you know 
yeah, it's a perfect avenue where a lot of them are your friends, but you're you're trying to help, you know, launch their their career. Whether it's a you know, an aspiring skateboarder wants to be a pro, a surfer, a snowboarder, and stuff. And it's how you guys yeah. can partner up with the brands that you're carrying in the store and say, hey, give this kid a shot. You know, he's one of our top. You know, mm-hmm. whether he's working the floor part time or he's ripping, he's just a good ambassador to what represents Valve, mm-hmm. but also could be a a great ambassador to your brand, you know? So connecting those dots, I yeah. think, is where core retail is super important. I've gotten a lot of phone calls from Brandon about sponsoring somebody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't sponsor oh, yeah. this guy, you can just come pick up your yeah. rack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes to bat for quite a few. No, so. Hey, but they're, the, you but know, that's, they're friends. They're yeah. deserving, and, too. And they, and they grew up here at the shop or, or you know, yeah. outside of, like, Fuller, for example. For sure. But Fuller became close with us on all those tabby trips. He's family, so it's like... When, yeah. you're, when you're when I'm calling you or calling, hey this and 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 let's face it a lot of guys don't get recognized in LA yeah. LA is kind of like a zone that doesn't get a lot of looks yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. when I'm calling going hey you know and skate is different obviously yeah. everybody comes through here for skate it's all day but let's 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 be honest here like <clears throat> you guys have this incredible shot but if the waves are pumping you call in Surf, surf day. What do you think? It just, it just dumped. <laughs> I just told it you just, I almost drowned three just, weeks ago. It just dumped three feet, like up in the mountains. Like, are you just? I mean, okay. We probably should more than we than we have. Well, I mean, you got family and yeah. you know obligation. You got to make yeah. sure. But I mean, that's essentially the lifestyle you guys created, and it's. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of envious people out there for sure. Mm-hmm. But then, while you got friends that are, you know lawyers or attorneys or whatever and they make a ton of money and they said hey we're gonna work straight and then every quarter we're going on a boat trip or somewhere you know so everybody and we do our snowboard trip too yeah Yeah, we travel try to travel to someplace every year snowboarding as well yeah what's cool with our crew is that we have a good understanding like even yesterday uh one of our managers here he wanted to go to mammoth for the sun sunday snow yeah it was snowing and he couldn't get his day covered, so I came in for him yesterday. That's cool. And he was freaking out. He rode all day, and he was oh, so fun. And yeah. So vice versa. If I need a day, yeah, they'll cover me. Or, you know, it's like that's how it, that's family. We yeah. all kind of covered that for each other with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I see you guys up in Mammoth all the time, and I love. Yeah, it. I saw you. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know who called it out when we we're in line, and you know, your face you only, mask, you, goggles. You, yeah, you can only see like a third of the face, maybe. <clears throat> but maybe, you know, maybe it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know body language and you know you, you, you could see people i love it how long do you think we've been uh recording oh wally's been looking at his watch every Cup, three minutes hours <laughs> hour and a half hour and a half see, yeah. it goes quick yeah, yeah. um way longer than 20 you, minutes that you thought yeah i know, <laughs> Brandon, I know right? we're, we're gonna keep you here to four no i'm just kidding um are you guys involved or or you've been following the west coast board riders a little bit yeah a little bit yeah, yeah. i mean you, you guys are kind of in the the middle of yeah. LA or South Bay and mm-hmm. Ventura, Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. But um, we always talk about it almost every episode because we feel like outside of the elite with the you know Olympics coming around the corner that this West Coast board riders being more grassroots and, and bringing in the youth. Amateur surfing. And, yeah. and then it's community. focusing on community. It's cool. Yeah, for and sure. there's a lot of good buzz and we feel like it, it could add a lot of you know dynamic to the sport you know not just yeah. for the youth but as a culture and community involvement mm-hmm. so we're keeping an eye it's, on that it's we're, exciting um yeah you know the east coast started their chapters now too oh really yeah i didn't know that kevmo mm-hmm. kind of i was in kevmo's ear when when we 
when they started doing it here, I was like, dude, you guys got to start an East Coast Boat Riders Club. He's like, oh, what are you guys doing? And we, you know, I told him, and then, like, literally in the matter of like a month, it, it was Huntington Huntington Board Riders Club, right? And then it went Seal Beach, Dana Point, you know, Saint Clement. Uh, that kind of just caught like wildfire. Yeah. That was their intention, but you know, you got to start somewhere, and you got to kind of like set the precedent of like, hey, this is what it's about. Here's you know our crew, like, yeah. go reach out, and these guys did. They went and reached out to you know, ex-pro surfers or industry people and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Come check it out. And then they started, you know, they saw, you know, yeah. wow, this is we talk super about powerful. It. We talk about it a lot, but it's so crazy to, you know, go to a West Coast Board Riders contest and you'll see, like, the future Groms that are ripping, right, mm -hmm. represented. And then you got guys like Jay Lar mm -hmm. there and Brett Simpson mm -hmm. and Matt Archibald and Chris Ward. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, Rob Estado, Taylor yeah. Knox, yeah. you know, part of the of an amateur event, which is pretty bitching. It's way fun. But it's everybody's fun. bringing their like family. It's not just mm -hmm. I'm showing up to a heat yeah. and a, you know I'm out and on. win or lose yeah. because yeah. you're rooting on the entire day. You're yeah. rooting on every division, right. every kid, every score matters. So you're there for the long haul, and it's just it's just. There's a lot of energy, and it's, everybody's like wants to win, but the, yeah. the camaraderie and the like, you know, the, and the next the high fives of people you don't see all the time. The yeah, next yeah. couple of years is going to be interesting to see, you know, because it's going to be West Coast versus East Coast showdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be bitching to to have some yeah. that kind of rivalry, you know, spark. Mm -hmm. It's just going to elevate like mm -hmm. surfing domestically. Great, yeah. But we have that kind of with the shop challenges. We, we for we, sure. Yeah. We've been doing that forever and. Yeah, you guys always yeah. clean house on those. You do okay. The Oakley challenge. Yeah, yeah. It was quick at first, I think, and then it was Oakley, and then we did good. Um, what's great, because then it's like you see Dickie, that spider, doing yeah. it, yeah. and then you know, I'm doing it for us. And then yeah. you look down, <clears throat> Frog House is there, and they got their dog in the water, and like it's fun. You know, yeah. like, it's super, super fun. But it has gotten pretty competitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And these dudes that this, uh, I forget what team was, the guys that worked the shop were dropping nine, 9.5s. Yeah. You know, Surfing's I'm 40 just, years old. I'm not going to drop a 9.5. Yeah. You never know, on. bro. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You, you catch the right <laughs> wave. You do the right. Yeah. But everybody, I, but on these events, like, you know, you go up and compete at, like, Ventura Sea Street or go up to Santa Cruz. We're hosting, like, the local shops, like, hosting, like, a barbecue after party. You know, you're, you're getting all these outside sponsors, whether it's food or drink. And, you know, everybody's getting together after the event. And, cool. and that's what's really, like cool outside of surfing you know the spot yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's everything else absorbing the local community we yep. have so much more to talk about but i know you guys are trying to get out of here but like, and we're missing olympics? a couple heads olympics <laughs> we can get duffy on speakerphone yeah <laughs> i mean olympics yeah that's, that's gonna be crazy what's that gonna bring right I don't know. Wave pools? That's, that's what? Yet, that's yet to be seen on, yeah. on, on what actually the Olympics do bring after all these years hey. of struggling to get it into the Olympics. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Here. Like, it, I know this it, might be a touchy we, subject, but why? where are you going on the 18th, June 18th? He's out of town. For I'm the out of town. I, yeah, my, I know. My, so me too. I'm my so mad at you. My wife's going back, and then I'm meeting her <clears> back there with... Uh, She's on a girl trip, and then I'm just then I'm joining her okay. with one of the husbands. Well, we're doing a I'm sure, practice. I'm sure your ticket will get punched again. But for I don't know, we're gonna do it hopefully twice a year. This year, I, I don't know if we're gonna be able to pull off twice, but 
So I get his wave and Duffy's waves, right? That's how it works. You can have mine too. Hey, you're, wow, this is great. I'm not gonna be. Get back to the Olympics. Yeah. Mason Aguirre, one of our team riders, made the Olympics. Skate? No, snow. Snow. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, and then he worked for us, also. And people were coming in here and they recognized him from the Olympics. That's so. Oh my God! They were like, "You're Mason. You made the U.S. You know Olympic team." That was cool. Did he and put a, Did he put a logo on his board? No, can't. they can't. They, yeah. have, they have all these rules. Yeah, you can't, you can't do anything. That's lame. And then we had Sage, who was kind of connected with us. Yeah. Sage Cotsenberg, who won. The Cotsenbergs yeah. the the grew up at, up in Ventura with yeah. us, and then they moved to Utah, and Sage got gold for us. And nice. Kids were as human being on the face of the earth. So that's awesome. Have yeah. you been? Uh, what's your thoughts on wave pools? Well, I've only surfed the um, BSR. Pretty amazing. It, it was crazy. Different than, you know, you don't, different than what I expected. Yeah. Uh, kind of nerve wracking because you, you don't want to miss the wave when it's your turn, which the BSR was different than I haven't served Kelly's wave yet, but it was, it was, it was different because it kind of pops out of the wall right next Real to you quick. and you hear it and you know it's coming. And then you had to paddle like 45 degrees away from the wall where you think you kind of want to hug it like the jetty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or something. It comes at an angle. It comes at an angle. Yeah. So dudes were missing it. And then, um, and that way is crazy because I got to see it go from like lowers to Indo to the Freak Peak to the Airwave to the Barrel Wave to the Wedge. And all those different They were variations. pumping them out for us. Yeah. And so it was they're, the same take. They're takeoff. also named like that. Yeah, huh? they're named like that. So they would get on the microphone and go, hey, you yeah. know, here comes the. Yeah. Freak Peak and the things, the craziest the monster you've ever seen, you yeah. know. And then you get the barrel, and then the barrel, the takeoff was kind of mushier, and you'd still take off between the two little things the, yeah, on the wall. The marker, yeah. yeah, and, and it, but it was mushier, so then you then you see the thing come out of the wall. It's not, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's fun because you know it's the same way every time, and you can go, okay, I want to try this, and I want to, I think it'll elevate surfing in For that sure. regard, but. Um, yeah. I haven't served Kelly's wave yet, so I'll let you know. You're going to be psyched. <laughs> yeah. It's such a a long freaking wave, and it's a perfect I don't have the stamina wave. for that. But it can be a tough takeoff from what I hear. Kelly Sorensen, who's a good friend of mine, yeah. uh, he said that at your, at your last little session, I guess yeah. he, he missed his first one or went over the falls or whatever. He and it's said. all in between your ears, you know, a lot of it. It's, it's just like everybody talking about it and everybody giving you advice they're and coaching you right there yeah but you're like so flabbergasted from all that info you're just like you just mm -hmm. kind of psych yourself out yeah. my brother's it's, claiming he's gonna it's freaking easy the, whole way. <laughs> the takeoff is easy you feel it, it it's <laughs> super easy it's just the anxiety the of anxiety not sure. it. oh of for it. sure yeah. but, it's and, a, but it's a different i hear from everyone i mean of course back we're in texas is a, a whole different takeoff there but even with kelly i've heard that to it's different because the water is coming is surging at you and the angle that you're paddling for the wave is a little bit different than you would in the ocean yeah so adjusting especially for an old timer like me that's just they have all these years of just doing the yeah doing nothing but but it's way but ocean surfing the, the 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 catching of the wave is way easier than to me than Real than wave. you think right really? okay cool but mm. but the 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 riding of the wave is where it's a little bit different because the wave is so perfect and it's fast. So you don't want to get too cocky and try to do turns like you would on a perfect wave, right? Because mm -hmm. it's so fast. It's, it's, it's uh, kind of uh, deceivingly fast. 
You're goofy for right. I'm goofy. It was hard. Was it harder for you on your backhand? Or? I love. For me, I surf more backhand than I do fronthand. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Because I had a hard time at the uh, backhand Texas at the back on my backhand. Yeah. Front. I don't know why, but yeah. I can surf. You've always it's, gone it's, left. Better. I, I surf normally better. Well, backside. I don't know. Backside. Yeah. But I couldn't figure it out there at the way. I had a hard time. It was I don't I don't know if it was because my t- I don't know why, but it was just it, it felt like I couldn't connect. And then frontside was the exact opposite. I felt like it was, yeah, I was getting I had it down yeah. first try, but then backside I was flailing. It's tricky. I hope you get a wave, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a guarantee. Wow. <laughs> I'm not I'm driving all the way up there and sitting and watching you surf. But, but wow, you that, was, that was a little iffy. <laughs> I like jacuzzis and beers though. Yeah. If you have cold beers. <laughs> Jacuzzi, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I'm all We'll have I'm that for in. sure. I okay. guarantee that one. Okay, yeah. cool. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think, you know, we've taken enough of your time. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, yeah, beer, promote beer, whatever you want like, to promote, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, let's talk about it. We need a sponsor for our show. Yeah. <laughs> they already sponsor uh, Monday yep. Mass. Yep. Mo- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chris Cote. Chris yeah. Cote's show. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he was just plugging another beer yesterday. Uh-oh. I'm just Uh-oh. kidding. <laughs> well, we know, you know I like beer. So House, yeah. House Beer was started by the, the local boys here. Yes. Nice. And that, was, that Keeg- was a no... Keegan, yeah. yeah. Keegan and Brandon and Derek and those guys, they, they started it. And that's a no-brainer because I like beer. So Yeah. Yeah. And we like beer. Yeah, yeah. I know. Do you guys, some. you know, want to kick us down? We'll mention it from time to time. <laughs> Deal. You know house, beer. house beer. House beer. House beer. House uh, beer. And then, Where yeah, you at? I'm at the house. What are you drinking? House beer. Oh, that was more than a couple times. <laughs> that was right there. See, that, that was, was a good plug. Yeah. Man, that was good. Oh, I did. All right, then, what are you going to write? Uh, my, Let's figure it out. One of my best friends, yeah. Mike Bag Noalo, he, he yeah. started, He you've known Mike forever, yeah. he started an app What that sells uh, used surf, skate, snow, photo yeah. gear. Yeah. An app. And he kind of approached me on it saying, what do you think? And I thought it was multi-layered. A lot of surf shops are using it to sell their used boards because we don't Sounds have that great. avenue. So Ride List is something that was I was able to kind of come in and help him launch. And uh, it's benefited our business here where I just Saturday shot four new boards that came in. Nice. That's and cool. Put it up and on, it's Ride List. Mm-hmm. You can get it on iTunes, uh-huh. right? Yep, yep, yep. Is it on Android? Uh, not Android no. yet. Just, just, just iTunes? Just yep. yep, yep. And then House Beer. Where do you find House Beer? Everywhere. Everywhere? Yeah, everywhere, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're all over the place there. I mean, Gelson's and everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. delicious. So it's, it's good. Yeah. It's definitely good. Good stuff. What else uh, <laughs> What else you want to promote? <laughs> what Val else you surf. got? What else? That's it. Val Surf. Val Surf. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You can always it. use more promotion there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where Support I thought you were going earlier. Well, I, and I, I was, and then, and then we got sidetracked. Yeah, 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 yeah that's like, what I thought you yeah, were. Yeah, plug, mm-hmm. plug. No, we're, we're uh, shamelessly pluggers. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. We, we want, we want we everyone, we want, if we can help make a difference in in surf shops, in our friends' businesses, yeah. that's what we want to fucking do. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. consumers have a lot of options these yeah, days. Good intention. From, yeah, from when you guys <clears throat> initially started the business 55 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We want to, I mean, we want the consumer to know, like, hey, this is why you should buy yeah. the core shop. Because mm-hmm. what they represent, what their community involvement is, what they've been doing. And they have the most kick-ass, st- you know, product on the floor, you know, from every brand. Yeah. Clothing, accessories, sandals, footwear, you know, hard goods, you know. So you can't. 
go and touch and feel and check out all that stuff, you know, at a lot of places. Mm -hmm. yeah. So good, good plug, Jay. You like yeah. that? I like yeah. that. That was good for sure. I have right. noticed more you take and more credit people. Cards? Yeah, I do. Yes. You can more, more this year. This, people were coming in this winter more and more than I've ever seen. Yeah. Saying, "Thank God you guys are still here." Yes. There's nowhere else I could try on boots. You guys know what you're talking about. You know how to fit us. You know yeah. what size board we need. We know what our skill level is. You guys know it. And a lot of times people buy stuff online and they come yeah. in here and it's the, the stuff doesn't even fit. Yeah. And then they're stuck with it. Yeah. So more and more now than ever, I've seen people coming in and, and saying, you know, thank you for still being here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool to hear. Well, you, I mean, how many times you're on the mountain or out surfing and I mean, surfing is a little different because of the volume and, you know, catching waves, but snowboarding and specifically is you see these people on like the wrong equipment. Oh yeah. And you know, they come to you, you know, good examples. You guys have been doing it your entire lives. You know what's going to work, what's not going to work. And if that person's not going to go out and have a good time, they might just hang it up and never oh, do it sure. again. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that experience and getting them to be out there and be like, hey, I just had the best time. And it was because they were outfitted in the right gear mm -hmm. or the right board or the right boot mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's, you know, hopefully that's going to snowball into somebody that yeah. that turned it into i'm going to try it once now to a hobby to now like a lifestyle change yeah. mm -hmm. especially with surfing and snowboarding yeah yeah not so much specific with, not, with, not so much with skating is that yeah, the first day can be a harrowing experience yeah and you can keep it up i gave up snowboarding the first Just, day and yeah. unfortunately, I got talked into it. The second day, everything clicked. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah you but just, avoid... a, you know, it's dangerous. Avoiding injury is, you know, one prior, you know, main priority. It's, you know, you don't want to go out and learn, but you got to take your licking and, you know, mm -hmm. the less, yeah. you know, licking you could take, the better. Mm -hmm. Depends yeah. on what you're doing with your licking. Okay. Oh. So. Hey, that's how we're going to end this? Hey, no. Hey, Good no. night. Yeah. Pull the Chalk you out. Pull the plug. So, here it goes. So. But for all you snowboarders, and you're just going to try it out, three days. You know, if you're skilled, two days. And if you're, you know, really good, one day. I've been day. sober my whole life. I'm still trying to figure it out. What I know, about? I know. It's it's so hard, but fun. <laughs> All right. Fun. Well, yeah. it's been an amazing conversation with uh, Wally and Brandon today. Yes. You guys, uh, we, we learned a lot about Val and, and some really cool facts that we, we, we've a lot of people that have never heard of. For sure. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um, first off, thank you to the Richards family for starting an incredible business that not only supports their family, but hundreds of families throughout the years, 56 years of Val Surf. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. um, we love what you guys are doing. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you've created a, a family business that's getting handed down to the next generation and I'm sure it's going to keep going throughout the ages and uh, thank you for what you've done for the surf industry, the surf culture and your local communities. We yes. really, we really, really hats off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, thank, thank you for yeah. recognizing all that and choosing us for your podcast. Much, much appreciated. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So why do they call you late night? Because um, I'm a professional at nights. At life. At life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a professional late nighter. Another, another episode. That's yeah, a, that's another. That's episode. a whole another episode. Okay. Right, right. But but in short, I was I was a yeah professional partier. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I've seen you at your, so, at your best. So I can. Remember Mexico? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 I. 
I, I was first in, last out. Yeah. <laughs> you give Duffy a good in, in the bar, in the water. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Duffy, dude, he couldn't keep up. Oh. Are you kidding me? Whoa. Whoa. There's, there's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, it's been an honor and a privilege to get you guys on the podcast. We'll do it again soon. Yeah. I'll surf since 1962. We'll get some of the other Richards family in. One of the most authentic surf shops in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.